Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Welcome to the Youthscape podcast. I'm Martin Saunders. With me, plenty of Rachel Gardner and more to come. Uh, and uh, this this uh, episode was originally going to be, uh, you know, all live from the National Youth Ministry Weekend or as live from the National Youth Ministry Weekend, which just took place uh, in uh, in Birmingham the weekend of the 12th to the 14th of November. Uh, if you've got a time machine, uh, there are still tickets available. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, we had a great time, and as we often do um we did a live podcast recording um but we're doing this uh we're going to do a little intro we're going to do a little outro partly because uh amy coyle our uh, newly married and renamed um uh, producer spilt a glass of prosecco on her computer uh and so there's some bits missing uh not from amy from the podcast and uh there's also I would say, I don't know your reflections on it, Rachel, but um, we took a little while to hit our our stride, didn't we? Well, I, I think we hit our stride very early on. We just didn't take anybody with us. Oh, we, we, just, we, just, yeah. we just misread the room and they just weren't with us and uh, and we thought we were unbelievably hilarious and they didn't agree for some reason. No, I think, very, I think, this is a very vulnerable thing to talk about, but actually... We did slightly have an experience of dying on stage, didn't we? And I think I could just see, I mean, I think I was a little bit more unhinged than you. I think you were trying desperately to kind of remind me that there were actual human beings in the room that were giving us their attention very late at night. And I was kind of choosing to ignore that. But um, I think it did make us both go, well, you know, normally when we do the podcast, it's it's you and me, definitely yeah. always Amy in the room, sometimes yeah. also Ollie, but that's about it. And we're allowed to kind of just go for it. The moment you put people with us, we both kind of went, Oh, oh no! Maybe we're just really inept at actually communicating, and so it was a bit tough. Um, and yeah. so we would like to formally apologise to anybody that came and partook of the free drinks and had to <laughs> sit in front of the quivering mess. Um, and I think the highlight of that whole bit was Amy spilling the, the glass of champagne on her yeah. laptop. That, that yeah. felt well, like a moment of grace, really, because we could just room i think it, it didn't feel funny because i think everybody was a bit worried for amy um yeah so what we've done is we've trimmed down uh what happened in that, that night to save our own save our own blushes uh and so we're, instead we're going to do a bit of what we were doing there which is reflect on the national youth ministry weekend um and just in case it's interesting uh rachel gardner i have the uh survey results from our delegate feedback survey in front of me so that will keep us honest because we can figure out whether people liked it or not um but as you reflect on it rach you know you were there for the whole thing um you were you did a lot of things we made you do a lot of things this year (laughs) um but what was your experience more generally of of nymw21 
Well, firstly, I'd like to say that I did fulfil my promise that I stood at the top of the, of the escalators. And at four o'clock when the doors opened on Friday, I was there with my stinky fake animal print coat on, welcoming the first few. And what's so lovely, Martin, is that the, per the first few people that come in are always like, they're just so energetic and they just kind of fuel us for the rest of the weekend. So if you were one of the first in through those doors, thank you. My overwhelming memory, Martin, was that everybody seemed to rock up to everything. I, I, and often for weekend conferences, like the main stage area can be busy on some events, some sessions like the Saturday night, but Sunday morning's quite quiet, you know, and, but, but everybody seemed to come to everything. And, and I don't know if that's true, that people did rock up to more sessions to get more out of it, but it felt like there was a huge buy-in to to everything that was on the program, which was just extraordinary. Yeah, it was wonderful. We had uh, we had a lot of people, so we had nearly a thousand people. And when I say nearly a thousand, I mean like nine hundred and seventy or something people yeah. in the box. Um, and and actually, unless someone knows otherwise, the COVID protocols that we followed uh, seemed to work. So yes. people who tested positive for COVID, we rolled their tickets over to. Uh, 2022 um, and um, and then everyone who came as far as I know no one got it which right. was a uh, an answer to prayer let's call it that yeah. um, so um, so hopefully that's that's true but I think people will have let us know so that's really exciting but for us it was just amazing to be able to deliver something like this so close to the pandemic you know it was it really felt like okay some kind of normality is possible again um, mm -hmm. And people, you know, there were some people wearing masks, there were some people who needed, wanted a bit more space. Hopefully we did a good job of honouring that. Um, but actually it did feel like the, the gang was back together. And for you and I, that's like absolute yes, it yeah. is a dream. And um, I think you and Ali did an excellent job of, of hosting. And it felt as well that there was a lot, people were really with us. So I think the pair of you, I think it's the funniest I've ever heard you guys when it comes to leading the National Youth Ministry Weekend. There were some, there were some moments where there was a massive takeover from the floor, I would say. There yeah. was kind of rebellion in the stalls and, uh, <laughs> and your hand was forced. And I love that. I just love that. I just loved yeah. That there was real engagement and, and it and it didn't feel, oh, there's some people on platforms who are being listened to and the rest of us are just having to shut up and take it. I think it felt like dynamic learning. There was lots of different ways that people could engage with seminars, discussions, smaller breakout groups, you know, things that you might agree with, things that you might disagree with, voices that you've maybe never heard from before, real challenges coming thick and fast, real comfort and opportunities in ministry. And it felt that people... People were, were with us with all of it because they sensed the heart and they could. I felt it, it felt to me like a genuine adult space, as in people were were taking responsibility for their own growth. They, there was no sense of, well, why, you know, why are you doing this? And who, who said they could do that? And there was none of that kind of nitpicking. People were genuinely, yes, I'm here to grow and to be stretched and to listen to Jesus and to have deep encounter, you know, in, within the spaces that I feel comfortable with and also outside of that. And I I felt that was a really good good thing for our church unity, actually, that it wasn't monocultural, it wasn't monochurch, it was big, beautiful church. I loved that. It, it was. And, and so that the reason, obviously, why I was so desperately unfunny in the podcast recording is because I'd used up all my funny 
in the in the in the main meetings. Right. So I'm going to take you through the. I'm going to. This is live reaction from Rachel Gardner. This is fun, yes. isn't it? I'm going to take you through our our survey results. Three hundred sixty-one people filled this in. So um, so interestingly, sixty percent of the room were women. So I don't know if that's people who've read your book. I mean, maybe you know, just the fans turned up, maybe, or just, or just maybe a a, a sense of who's in youth ministry, whether we actually are. That that feels about right to me. It does. Yeah, feels about right, and not just for the room, but like what what's um, what's going on. And um, we had um, some more ethnic diversity in our delegate um, group this year. So. Um, really kind of encouraged to see that about just under well around 20 percent of our delegates wouldn't have uh you know put themselves as white british um yeah. and i think in the past that would have been um higher so that's definitely something we're going for um we're, we're aiming for much a much more inclusive event and and hopefully we we manage that um real range of denominations different people from you know all sorts of kind of uh, church backgrounds um, the Anglicans and the Baptists are the biggest group, but by no means, you know, that only makes up about 55% of the total. Um, so plenty of others. Um, paid and voluntary um, was a really interesting question. So just under half of our delegates were paid, just under half of our delegates were volunteers, and then about 12% were both. So they do some paid hours and some volunteer hours. I don't know if that's like grumpy youth workers were like, I do 70 hours a week. I assume, that's <laughs> that. I assume it's more of the, um, uh, you know, actually uh, we do a, a mixed model, um, which, which is what we do in my church as well. Yeah. Um, so then we got into kind of favorites and lots of people had different favorites. Uh, what was lovely to see 350 answers to this question and actually a whole range of different things, almost Almost everything in the weekend got picked out, except the hosts. That didn't get mentioned. Uh, I'm always looking for it. never comes. Uh, but, uh, but actually, like all the different speakers, but but the one that really uh, emerged as like people's absolute, oh, my gosh, highlight of the weekend. And I think if you're in the room, you really felt it was uh, Pete Hughes yeah. and Jessica, um, on, on Saturday morning, just both giving extraordinary extraordinary mm. talk so Pippa talked about church unity in this really beautiful and unconfrontational but quite challenging way and then Pete oh my goodness you know Pete Hughes that was like the best I've ever heard him speak I thought it was absolutely brilliant um, but he did this thing on on the church in uh, Ephesus um, in uh, in Revelation that had forgotten its first love and first love was the um uh, uh the theme of the conference but he talked really powerfully about this idea of um our culture being you know almost religious without a god a kingdom without a king mm-hmm. um and as he was saying it you just everyone in the room was like oh this is exactly it like mm-hmm. like our young people are are adults like they are in a religious value system of sorts but jesus is nowhere to be seen so um i found that fascinating of course he applied it sometimes you know, can be true of us as well. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm talking a lot here, Rach, but do you have, you want to, do you want to talk about those or other highlights that you had? Well, no, I, I, I saw lots of people's faces after Saturday morning. I actually, without wanting to kind of get too grandiose about it, I feel that sat, on Saturday morning, I think something shifted in 
in those of us that were there. So I'm going to grandly say within the UK youth ministry world, but obviously people came from outside the UK, but I think there was a kind of a corporate intake of breath of us saying, a Christianity without Christ? Of course, of course we don't want that. And of course, kind of pervasive secularism. We've got to be a little bit more astute with this stuff. We've got to kind of clock this a bit more, have our eyes a little bit more open. So it felt like he really grabbed the heart, but he really sharpened our gaze. And I, and with the unity thing that Pippa, so she's a Catholic, charismatic Catholic speaker. She spoke very powerfully and she named elephants in the room about, you know, church disunity and the pain. But I just felt we all left the venue changed. I, you know, I, I just felt we all walked away saying, we don't want to be a church that just hides in its tribes. Um, and we don't want to be a church that just props up a religiosity that that keeps assenting to a culture that actually doesn't care about Jesus. And I know that you know, the, the fallout of those conversations are complex. These are not easy. And he didn't, what I loved about Pete's talk was he presented the big challenge. He didn't drill down and say, so therefore, actually what we need to think about this particular topic is X, Y, and Z. He just kept it, put Jesus at the centre of this, just make that the centre because these complex conversations that we're going to be engaging with over the next 10 years and more, let's keep Jesus at the centre of this because that will hold us in a place of unity and loving each other, even as we agree to disagree or wrestle well with the other stuff. I just felt he, it's almost like I felt he kind of put us, put some armour on us and then he said, now go out and go out and sort this out. But here's some armour. Here's, here's a way you're going to love each other. Here's a kind of a, you know, and I, I loved that. I thought that was... I thought we were all reeling from it for quite a few hours, actually. <laughs> it was a it was a brilliant session um, because we're because we're us. We're of course going to talk about some of the things people didn't like, um, and there's yeah, a wonderful okay. theme to the things that people didn't like because the things they didn't like were actually all around the the venue. Now the Vox themselves have been a wonderful host to us, and we absolutely want to honour them and you know all yeah. the kind of support we've had from them. But actually, where we've been situated on this in the top floor of a shopping centre, uh, with restaurants that are brilliant, but are also serving uh, shoppers and uh, comic con delegates, and yeah. uh, we've gone to the They're expensive, aren't they? Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't great, and so people felt they didn't have a place to have a cup of coffee. Oh my goodness, there was a after that session with Pippa and Pete. I don't know if you saw the line at Starbucks, but it was about a mile long. Yeah. It was pretty much the entire conference. Um, and um, and the poor two people working in Starbucks didn't quite know what hit them. Um, and then uh, and then there were different things about the, uh, the venue that weren't great for people. And we acknowledge that. We also acknowledge it was a bit expensive this year. Um, and so what we've actually done, and we announced this at the event, is we've, we've changed it up for 2022, Ooh. so it's cheaper. Um, and it's in a different venue. It's still an absolutely brilliant venue, actually, with more seminar rooms and, and some different things that we can do. Um, but it's a venue called the Eastside Rooms, which is also in Birmingham. It's in the Aston um, uh, end of Birmingham, very near the university there. Um, and uh, we'll be dropping lots of information about that. But it's worth saying now um, that we are nearly two thirds full already. Uh, oh, we're over two thirds full already, I think. Um, so if you want to come to the National Youth Ministry Weekend in 2022, don't delay. Get it now and you'll get it cheaper, but also you'll get in. Um, we have 
pretty much every year sold out the event quite early on. So um, this is not marketing puff. This is if you're a Youthscape podcast listener, then we we love you especially, and yes. therefore we want you not to miss out. So go to youthscape.co.uk forward slash nymw uh, and and book yourself in. Uh, so we should probably just pull the band aid off, uh, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> Think, do you want to do you want to just introduce this with a sort of grovelling apology? So picture the scene: Martin and Rachel probably haven't eaten much for most of the day. Have probably been talking at too many people, have filled up their love tanks to overflowing, have not had to wrestle their own children into bed or sort any of that stuff out. And then they've been given a glass of alcohol put on a desk in front of familiar, beloved faces and told, speak. Three, two, one, now! Wonderful. Well, I think it's time to introduce our guests. Please. I think that's really exciting. So we have next to us at the front, somebody, I tend to only sit vaguely close to you at these sorts of events when we're doing podcasts. When it's the restraining have, order, isn't it? It is the restraining <laughs> order. We do have to abide by it. But um, so it is the wonderful Jamie Cuttridge, everybody, from the WIF community. I've, I've got a question. You didn't, when you were talking about this in the main session and plugging it, you didn't say who the guests were. Did we so, plug it in well, the main well, session? The, yeah, Martin did. <laughs> did he talked about the bar. So there's two reasons you do that, right? Either the guest is so exciting that this place would be too busy, yeah. or the guest is so inconsequential that it would put people off. Well, let's move quickly to who the really <laughs> exciting guest is. Mar- also with us, Beth, whose last name I don't know either. Oh, Beth! Everybody, can you please make Beth feel very welcome to the podcast? <laughs> yes! Oh, terrible, terrible. Should uh, we get to the bottom of what your last name is? My last name is Tennant. Tennant, great name. That is a great name. That Strong. is wonderful. I'm, I'm a bit annoyed I'm here, to be honest. Oh, Jamie. So, I, so I, I've obviously been coming to these kind of events for quite a long time. You know, the National Youth Ministry Summit or Youth Work the Weekend or the Premier so Youth naughty. Work Conference. You're so all, naughty. All these things. And Saturday night at these events means one thing, right? It means you, you go out for a curry. That's what I've done. Oh, I see. And Martin asked me to do this a few weeks ago. And because I'm still dealing with the rejection of him leaving me at the magazine eight years ago, I pathetically said yes, because I've got daddy issues, clearly. (laughs) And now I spent the last three weeks annoyed that I'm not going out for curry. Um, So I ordered a curry. (gasps) Jamie, you've got a curry! Oh... This is great. Does anyone like a pop Oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Does that... anyone like a... Has it come all the way with you from the with community? No, no, no. It arrived about... Oh, it smells. Your intro was too long. Oh, so I can cold. smell it. I can smell it. Oh, um, oh my goodness. Martin's anyone not like, eaten. Um, anyone like a chicken damsel? That's my oh. favourite curry. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I've got a chicken damsel. Oh, Jamie. Actual food. That's really hot. I've genuinely got loads. Oh, Jamie. Suddenly the audience come to life. They come to life, Martin. There's there's some pilau, there's some rice. Oh, loads. Honestly, there's loads of food. If anyone wants an onion bhaji. Okay, like that. 
No, I'm serious. Oh People need to come goodness. and eat this food. So, who would like to come and sit a little bit closer within COVID range that we've all got our little things? Oh, um, Beth, you're a veggie. I got you some um, bomb oh. potatoes. Oh. Is anyone hungry? I'm seriously going to eat some poppadoms. Is anyone hungry? There we go. Lovely. Some poppadoms are here. I'm oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Matt, come and get, come and get Matt involved, Allen seriously. Matt involved. With the that wine's going over, I'm telling you. Matt's I wife I is like, don't you, it's spicy. I don't know what your plan was for the podcast, but I'm in here. Well, this, this is now the plan. This blows my game out of the water. Well, exactly. <laughs> this is lovely. Shamey. Bless you. Look, they're all coming. They're like, oh, look, we've got a little staff bunch of them. This is more popular than the free bar. Oh, we, oh my goodness! Look at that little pot of goodness there. That is good. That I is love, a little. That is little so do you want to just eat that? That is like very spicy. Is it staying in? Is it oh staying my in? goodness! Yeah. Because what everyone loves is hearing food being eaten on. Yeah, it'll sound really good, really close to the mic, I reckon. People love that sound. Does anyone like else's poppadoms? Like they're mm. putting all the toppings on, eating like a pizza. I've never oh, seen that done ever. Oh. It's so this good. So good. <laughs> Where's Mike Pillar? He might want some of this as well, mightn't he? This is good. Oh, I've built mm. Mango Drutney on a white t-shirt. Oh, no. Mm, the triple denim couldn't save me. Oh, good. Let's talk, let's talk about the with community. So gen genuine questions now. We're, we're, we're changing gear. We've tried to buy your love with, yeah, uh, with a free bar and free food, <laughs> which we're technically not allowed to eat as well in here, I've just discovered. So we're really sorry about that. Um, but... <laughs> We're now going to deliver an actual interview. So, uh, Jamie, just do, do just do a sort of short version of the story of how you guys ended up uh, getting given a convent. So, there's this convent in uh, Norfolk. It's called All Hallows, um, and for 150 years, it has been home to a Christian community of nuns. They were called the Community of All Hallows, and they lived this life of prayer, community, service. And they did all kinds of stuff. There was um, a school there, there were work programs, loads of amazing stories. And actually, interestingly, often with young people right at the heart of those stories. Um, and then uh, kind of within the last three to five years, they went on a journey and realised that um, the site was too big for them. They'd given away various bits of it before and there were four of them left and they were like, we're going to go and um, live our lives elsewhere. So um, the four of them have kind of gone off and done different stuff and they decided to give it away. Wow. And um, a few of us were like, Oh, we could maybe we could have it, um, and so we we put in this bid, and um, I guess most of the other people who bid for it, they were a bit like, we, we're running this charity, we'd like to come and do it here, yeah. and we were a bit like, well, you've been doing this thing for a while. What if we tried to do something similar but mm -hmm. focused on young people, yeah. um, and that and that was the pitch really, and and they went for it. <coughs> So whereas everyone else could have just kept with their charity going and moved in, we were like, okay, well now we now we need to have a charity to move in, really. Mm. Um, so we've spent the last few years kind of starting a charity and um, doing all that stuff. And the, the thing that is so exciting is, you know, we've we've kind of been able to talk about it here a couple of years ago, and we secretly talked about it three years ago when we were embargoed and weren't allowed to talk about it. Um, but we now have a community of people living on site, um, and that community live together and they pray together and they pray three times a day. For young people across the UK, so all like we've got this prayer diary and various different young people in different contexts and youth workers and Christians working with young people from across the country over a two-week period. Whatever context and wherever you are, you are being prayed for, mm. and your young people are being prayed for by this community living on site. Mm. And for me, I, as someone who's kind of been journeying with this for a few years, um, the fact that this is happening is so exciting. Mm -hmm. But so that community is there, 
So the vision is basically a community living on site, praying, but then hosting a retreat space for young people. So it's not an activity centre, it's a space specifically for young people to come away on retreat and to engage in spiritual practice, engage in rhythms of life, rhythms of prayer, um, and kind of giving young people practices that they can take away and live in their everyday life. And there'll be an online reflection of, a reflection of that at some point as well. Um, and we're now at a stage where we're open and youth groups have been coming as well. Um, so we're open and we've got hospita- we can do hospitality and we've got youth groups coming on retreat and sitting in silence in nature and gardening and praying mm-hmm. in the chapel and um, it's really exciting and mm-hmm. it's yeah the fact that it's now happening after you know three and a half years of journeying with it wow. but I, I, I'm the wrong person to talk about this because I'm here with Beth because Beth is one of our community members mm-hmm. and actually me, me, me talking about this is very interesting but I, I want to know Beth, Beth's 21 mm-hmm. and she's just graduated from Cambridge mm-hmm. and she's decided to come and live at a convent and pray for young people. Wow. Let, like, let's hear from her. Yeah, well, let's, let's <laughs> ask you, Beth, wh- why, why have you done that? And what is it like? It's a good question. I ask <laughs> myself that a lot. Um, um, yeah, why? I guess I saw a video of Jamie and James on Tom Clark's Instagram. I know Tom Clark's here somewhere. Um, and I thought that really resonates with me because... I struggled with big, loud church and theological questions and didn't really know where to find God. And then that coincided with COVID and then lack of church. And I thought, actually, deeper rooted faith really is something that carries me through changing seasons and times of my life. So I just dropped an email and then it went from there. And I found myself here. Um, and it's great. How, how has being part of this community provided you with that deeper rooted faith? What is it about the rhythms of the life and your experience in this community? Give us an insight into that. Well, there's something fundamental, like I guess, about accountability of like just getting up and praying. I'm terrible at waking up on time. <laughs> the bell rings um, now at eight o'clock because I couldn't wake up at 7.45. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I roll out of bed and I pray for people. And I think that really roots me. Um, and I have Yutta and Sarah, another person who does that with me every day, and we're joined by people. And I think that, that there's something about it that you initially feel like, oh, is this genuine, that I'm just doing this out of habit and routine. But something about building that into my rhythm of life means mm. it is genuine, even when it feels like, mm. gosh, I wish I could just stay in bed or mm. be with my friends who are off doing other things. Or, um, so that's been a great thing, being with other people. Um, who are really different to me and I'd never normally live with. Mm. Um, I often call them old ladies <laughs> and I think I they get offended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the old lady at the oh, back. <laughs> oh, yes. And they're Woo. not old, they're not no, old, they're not but old. Um, older than me. And I, I, there's no other context in which I imagine I would live with them and wow. they'd be the, my primary source of, I guess, company and community and life. So that really has been shaping me mm. and also just we're in a really rural place and so I'm meeting loads of people who are doing faithful Christian ministry mm. in a context I've not experienced before mm. and that's really inspiring and that kind of shows you how mm. life is when you don't have that buzz around you all the time and all of that disagreement and stuff all just disappears because everyone's just mm. there for one mm. common purpose so wow. that really has been impactful over my time there. Mm. That's great. Mm. Um, I mean, can I ask you, do you see Rachel as an old lady? <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord. Not in, the, not in her red boots. Not, not in her, her red, red boots. boots. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you should get some of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. I'm stuck in the rural mud. Jamie, or should I say son? Um, <laughs> can I ask you a question? What? So I'm not a branding expert, but with it's quite a difficult name for something, right? Because you keep going. A difficult oh, with, for a man with a speech impediment. Yeah. Well, no. You, oh come on. We'll take that out. <laughs> with um, no, like me. That's oh, me. You, yeah. No, see, self-deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Uh, I'm very brave. With. Uh, you know, so you know why? Why would you call something with? Like it's quite an it's quite an arresting name uh, to call something, isn't it? Yeah, we we wanted to call ourselves All Hallows, but we weren't allowed to for legal reasons. So um, myself and James basically sat down one day with basically a blank slate of, slate of paper um, and went, "Okay, we need a name." And we were just talking, and the word "with" kept coming up because yeah. we were talking about we will be with God and we will mm. be with each other and we will be with young people and we will be with the world. Mm. And we suddenly realised that those were the things we were talking about. So that word with encapsulates that. And um, Sam Wells, who's the vicar of St. Martin's in the Field, who some of you might know, has, has written about this idea of being with and how central it was to the ministry of Jesus, the incarnation, how central it is to the way we should live our lives now. Um, so we kind of use that word and then copied a lot of our, his, our ideas, his ideas. Um, and so actually we had, this, we had this great morning at his church with him and a load of young people and youth workers just like talking around what being with could mean for us as an organisation. And we've, we've got these values that come out of that as well. So um, what started off as a branding exercise has actually become really important in the way that we think about who we are and what we do. Mm. Yeah, which is exactly what it should be, isn't it? And I guess just listening to you speak, and I've never thought this before, I was thinking, actually, the word with opens up all the ideas of what you're without as well, isn't it? And it, it sounds like you, you were saying, Beth, as well, you're kind of without maybe some of the structures of how we do church. And for young people, often they're kind of channeled into a certain kind of spirituality or a certain way of viewing the world, or they're propped up by kind of entertainment culture, and, and it's an urban... And, and, and it's interesting for you guys, it's like, young people coming here, they're going to be without quite a lot of the stuff that maybe makes sense of their lives and that creates a space for the witness. I think it's a really powerful idea. Um, Beth, for you, have you seen young, the impact, so you talked a little bit about the impact for you, are you seeing impact in young people's lives? So I guess they're coming for what, a couple of days, a week, um, and, and we know that yeah, any amount of time with young people is incredibly amazing. Um, what are you seeing when they come away to you guys and hang out with the with community? What's different? I think the beauty of what being part of the community is, and also part of the kind of with theology, is people joining in. So it's not just somewhere you go and like you kind of import your model, you just join in with something that's already happening. So in a way that could seem like kind of daunting and it doesn't make sense. And generally I'd say come and see, if you scan the QR code you can come and see what that's like. Um, Great plug. Great plug. You WhatsApp to me to plug it earlier. <laughs> um, and so I think there's something in that that's powerful. And also just in being, I, I'm, I don't spend loads of time with the young people. We kind of tailor the program to be different depending on what group you bring. But most of the time I spend with them is gardening, which like sounds like the deadest activity ever to like do with young people. But I end up, like, on this time last week, like, on Saturday, I was gardening with a guy who'd come with his youth group, 
and had a really, really deep conversation with him because I was just doing weeding. Mm. It's And it was side by side and it was just a task that he didn't have to feel like it was a pressured conversation and that was really powerful. I know Sarah, who's the other community member, has had some times of like being in a greenhouse and praying with young people because they've shared with them about um, being on the brink of homelessness or being out of work and actually it's a place where it's not threatening and like let me help you it's just oh can you help me um and that's been really powerful and so i think their spirituality emerges as they see what happens as as we do it and hopefully we try and do it the best we can um yeah one of our values is inefficiency like we realize that the idea of being with is like intentionally inefficient like it's not necessarily the best way to get from A to B. You're not doing mm. something for someone, you're doing it mm. with them. And that means doing stuff at their pace mm. and at their speed rather than like our kind of youth worker desire to like move someone in a certain direction. Mm. So the way we've come to talk about a lot of the ways we engage with young people is a, along a kind of, you know, the road to Emmaus. Mm. So, you know, the after, after Jesus is gone, the disciples go, didn't our hearts burn within us while we mm. were walking on the road with Jesus? And we are working with young people in youth groups, hopefully, you know, we're an ecumenical charity. It's from a variety of backgrounds. So we don't know the context they're coming from. We don't know where they're going back to, but we're trying to create like the cobbles of the road so that when young people are in our space, they are going, didn't our hearts burn within us because we met with Jesus in that place? Mm. And where they are going back to is entirely up to them. And I guess part of what we're trying to do is give them some tools and some practices that they can take along with them on the rest mm. of the journey. Brilliant. Last question. Um, this season of the podcast is all about innovation. Um, and so we are, we're thinking about sort of new ways of, of reaching young people, working with young people. And naturally, we might sort of instinctively think that means, you know, being sort of thinking future, thinking digital, thinking like, how do we get more into kind of youth culture? This is a really innovative project, but it's completely counterintuitive. And so I just wonder what you think about that. As Like, is that, it's a bit of a setup question, but... But is that more of what we need to embrace, actually, as we think about like the future and what youth ministry needs to look like? Do we actually need to look more at these kind of spiritual practices which might feel like, oh, gosh, they're anything but innovative? Yeah, we're about as edgy as a satsuma, really, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I mean, to some extent, as someone who's been involved in youth ministry for a long time, I, I absolutely fall into that trap of like looking for the new. And I guess one of the joys of this project is from being involved from the start, we were forced to look backwards because of the heritage of what we were taking on. Yeah, like, right. it would have been mad to come into this and, like, start doing something completely different because, we, you know, it's enough that we've got 2,000 years of church history, but there's 150 years of history, like, in that very place mm. that we get to draw on. Mm. And But there are also practices and prayers and rhythms that go beyond that. And there's a reason that these things have continued. Mm. And, I mean... Like personally for me, my journey over the past few years is about embracing a lot of the contemplative stuff and I found that really transformative. So um, yeah, I guess it, in some ways it's just reflective of the journey that I've been on. And I, I guess I'm, I wouldn't say that like the answer for everything is to look backwards and see stuff that's gone before. But I, I, I know Martin, you're the innovation expert. I guess, But I guess innovation is like rooted in context, right? Yeah. And it's all about what's right for the thing that you're talking about. And for us, it makes enti entirely loads of sense to be leaning on this kind of stuff. Mm. But for other people, it probably looks quite different. Now, Martin's final question was his final question, part A. This is final question, part B. Because I'd like to ask you, so, um, so I'd like to hear from you just, what is it that we can draw from this for our own context? Maybe we're working on a housing estate that's fairly new, like we haven't got 
ancient wells, ancient buildings. Maybe we can't even at the moment bring our young people to the with community, although we'd love to. What could we take from this? Maybe that inefficiency feels really tantalising and quite dangerous. Like, how do you put that on a KPI? <laughs> but um, what, what is it that we could learn from what you're doing that might look like kind of fairly dangerous innovation in a completely different context? What could that look like? For me, I think it's about people. Um, I don't know, when I look back at my own kind of forma spiritual formation growing up in youth, I could probably name, like, on one hand, the a few people who were super significant and I'd say like I want to be like them or I want to have faith like them um, and I think that that's something at with I even have now I look around and I say I want to have faith like those people and that that comes with the with the legacy of I guess the saints the people who've been there before but then also you get that with the people around you and so I think when you go back into your own ministry so much of it seems to be about integrity and I find that when we visited other communities and we've seen, oh, they actually live what they say. Um, and I can join in with that and I can try and do it too. Um, and I hope that that's what people will feel as they come to with. And I think that that's actually what young people probably are just looking for. It's just something real. They don't necessarily need something relevant. They just want to do something with you that feels meaningful. That's what I'd say. Jamie, do you want to add anything? That's brilliant. We always become those ancient places. We become those deep worlds. That's really useful. Can, can I tell you a story about something old? We, me, me and James have been involved in this project for, for three and a half years now. Um, and one of our key inefficiencies is not paying much attention. And um, there's loads of... In, in our chapel, there's loads of beautiful paintings that me and James hadn't really looked at. And Yutta, our dean, who sat in front of me... Um, it was probably only a few months ago, she kind of went and had a good look at these paintings because she's old and interested in this stuff. Um, <laughs> and, um, and she found, she, she, there, there were paintings there of various saints and there's a Saint Fursey and a Saint Edmund and we've got buildings named after those. Um, but one of our saints, one of the saints that there was a painting of in the chapel, um, who is one of the local saints to this area, is called Saint Wisberger. So right in the history of this place, there, there was this local saint who was literally Saint With. Yes. Wow. How amazing is that? And oh burger. <laughs> with, they're my two favourite things, With and burgers. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Let's have a uh, round of applause for our guests today. So we're, get, we're going to close it there. So this has been the Youthscape podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us, those in the room. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can get in touch with us. Youthscape podcast or something. Podcast. <laughs> podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Sorry, sorry, mate. Can I, can, I, can I plug with properly? We actually have an Instagram account. Now. We've got an Instagram account as well. What is the Instagram sorry. account, Amy? I just didn't want to sully the end of the podcast. Can I, can I, while we're sullying As I have. Can I just say, like, we're open. P please come and bring your youth group. Please, please pray with us. Please, if you want, come and like live with us for a while and, and be part of the community. Um, we, we pray every day for young people and for youth workers. And, and if you've got stuff going on, you can go to our website, submit a prayer request, and it will get prayed wow. by the community living on site. You can bring your youth group there. Um, be with community. All the info is there. Um, get involved. Podcast sullied. Yeah, thanks, man. I think we built that up to be worse than it was, quite frankly. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It's basically when we stopped trying to be funny, 
it actually yes. got. So it thank you, to Jamie, and perhaps especially Beth uh, for saving the day. Um, so we get, we're actually going to go back to that. We're not quite finished. We're going to go back to that room at the very end. Um, but I did want to just mention one other thing that came up in the National Youth Ministry Weekend Delegate Survey, which is when we asked people whether they were bringing a group to satellites uh, in the summer of 2022, which is suddenly terrifyingly near. And, um, and we had a great number of people who said, yes, we're definitely coming. And we had a good number of people who said, um, uh, maybe we're coming. And then we had a really tiny number of people who said, um, we're not coming. In the middle, there was a whole bulk of people who said, we're not sure yet, we don't know. And actually, it's interesting having had conversations with people. Um, you know, actually, so we got some really encouraging uh, numbers of bookings coming in at the moment for satellites. Um, but it's really interesting talking to people, the question of whether 2022 is too early, whether they'll be able to get a group together. And so you wouldn't be surprised, Rach, to know that I, I want to encourage people to, to jump in, even if you're bringing a small group in 22. Um, I would encourage people to get, get involved in the first year. Um, and if there are particular challenges for you, where you're like, is this going to work for my young people? Or is it too early? Get in touch with us. And we, we'd love to talk to you about that. Um, but the danger is, you know, if we don't keep taking on group bookings for 2022, you, you, you know how it goes. There won't be a 2023. And so if you're passionate about this thing, if you've bought the vision, and, and I, you know, without wanting to co-opt the great talk of the weekend, uh, you know, if you were on board with what Pete was saying, that's essentially the vision of satellite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've talked to him about it since. It's extraordinary how how similar those those two are. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you're on board with that vision, then um, then just book in and 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 bring a small group in 2022, and we'll do everything we can to support you. And so, yeah. what we're asking people to do, and I know I've said this a few times, um, uh, but I'm going to say it one more time is if, if you just open a booking and you get one name down there and you pay a 25 quid deposit for one ticket, it just tells us one more group is coming and it just helps us to adjust and know what kind of group that we're, we're booking. My biggest fear kind of organizing this is that we're planning for one size of event um, and then everybody kind of leaves it really late and we suddenly end up overwhelmed to the point that we have to close bookings or we can't put on the event that we want to because we thought it was going to be one size and actually it's going to be another um so you know we believe really strongly that this event needs to take place and um and we're passionate about it and you guys as youthscape podcast listeners we would love you to be here we promise not to do a live podcast recording <laughs> rachel will be all over the site hugging people <laughs> At least waving at people in a smelly oh, Yeah, I'll be waving. I've been learning some cool little handshakes. I've got oh. my own little kind of, my special vest of, of uh, hand sanitizers. It'll all be good. No, I think that's brilliant. And if and Martin, if somebody is, because I, I know people will be listening going, yes, of course, of course, I need to, I need to book that one name. I need to open a booking. Yeah. Um, tell us now, now, our hearts and brains are open. Where do we go? How do we do that? Yeah, it's just, you go to wearesatellites.com. Uh, you uh, you click the big book now button and you just fill out a form very quickly just to open your group. Uh, then when people want to book onto that, 
they just uh, they can join your booking by adding your email address. That's it. So, so you don't have to. You can do it as a church and process it all centrally if you want to. But what we're doing with our church is we're giving that web address to parents and saying, please book in, just add my email address. Um, and if, now I don't want to sort of mix my asks here, but if it really isn't possible for you to book in a as a group at the moment because leadership has said you can't book yet, if that's you, particularly like you've been told you must not, um, then drop me an email. Like, let us know that you're coming, but you can't book yet. Because again, that helps us to just manage the the numbers as we understand them. So um, I know I've said it a few times, but if you're a Youthscape podcast listener, please um, come along to Satellites and, and get that booking open as soon as you possibly can. Absolutely fabulous. That's wonderful. We're so excited. Young people up here are so super excited. We haven't quite broke it to them what it actually means to them to camp. But um, I, it's, it's kind of further south than up here. So the weather's going to be a bit better. So we're super excited about that. Well, that is the end of, uh, of this episode of the podcast thank you for seeing us all the way through with this and we'd love to go back now to the box because what happened after that wonderful interview with the guys from the with community is yurta one of the community members who'd been sat just, and she smiles at us with like radiant twinkling eyes she's one of those people that has when you look at them you're like oh my goodness i want to chat to them there's so much going on there we asked her to come forward and whether she would just pray a blessing over us we don't want to keep this to ourselves we want you to hear this blessing too and for this to send you into whatever it is that you go to next so this is yurta uh, blessing us at the national youth ministry weekend and this is for you too i want to say thank you and i want to say thank you to this team here for ending this day with such a joyful conversation and one of the things we're about at with is that God wants us to experience joy mm. so I say thank you at the end of this day and place all our conversations in God's hands all the seeds that have been sown today and we offer them to God to do the growing. And as we go from here, we ask God's spirit to be with us and God's angels to surround us and our Lord Jesus Christ to give us peace. And I make this prayer in the name of Jesus. So go in peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.